0: Look at the latest posts and resources we put there to serve you. I started this program because I want you to know that it doesn't have to be that hard. Business leaders like you struggle to get results, to build your team, to satisfy customers, to grow your business, and to stay sane in the midst of these crazy dynamics going on. My team and I have had full careers in business leadership roles and we get it. We've had the same challenges as you and we can share what we've learned and we can make your life easier. In this program, I will be joined by various members of our team and other guests that I know can help you. We will offer new perspectives and share some of the secrets that you're just not hearing about anywhere else. Business Results Program is your personal journey to improve yourself as you improve your company and achieve your most important goals and deliver the business results that make you and your team happy. Now, let's get to today's episode. Hey, P. Winarski here again. This is a special edition of the Business Results Radio podcast where I am helping out with the gang at Fabtech. The Fabtech Expo is here November 11 to 14 in Chicago at McCormick Place. McCormick Place is a huge Expo Center and I hope you're able to make it. During that event, there's an education session and we're doing a half day on leadership. Um, I've been invited to be one of five speakers. or five top speakers all about leadership, and it's a leadership and development workshop as part of the education uh, program within Fabtech this year. So what I'm doing is I'm interviewing each of the other four guests, and I'll uh, have a quick conversation about what it is their topic is they're talking about and feeding it back here through the podcast channel for you. So take a look at fabtechexpo.com, fabtechexpo.com, register for Fabtech get to Chicago November 11 to 14. on the 12th Tuesday is when we're doing this leadership workshop in the afternoon 12 to 4:30. So you have to go on to the education section, right the Learning and development section of fabtechexpo.com. So register for the Expo register for the education part and we'll see you there And in the meantime you can get a quick snip of each of our topics right here. We'll talk to you soon. Hey there, Pete Winarski here. I'm here today with Amir Ganon, and Amir and I are both on the same platform as part of this leadership development program at Fabtech, fabtechexpo.com. It's in Chicago. Even whether you can make it or not, do watch this whole thing, digest the information. Amir is amazing. You're going to love him, and you're going to get to know him in the next few minutes right here. Amir, thank you for joining. How are you today?
1: It's great to be here. Thank you so much. I'm doing great, Pete. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing great today, too. I, I awesome. love, I'm in Connecticut. You're, are you in Atlanta today? Yes, I am. So Amir lives in Atlanta. I used to live in Atlanta. So just by nature of speaking with Amir right now, I feel like I'm there. Yeah, there you go. So Amir, tell us a little bit about, you know, your background and, you know, obviously we're on the leadership platform. And I know you have a book about leadership. So tell us about your background. Tell us about the book.
1: Sure. So uh, uh, Amir Ganad, uh, I basically uh, started my career with Procter & Gamble about 34 years ago. I have a master's in mechanical engineering. Uh, so just really kind of a technical background, but uh, very early in my career with p and I, uh, I really started gravitating toward energizing people and empowering people and things like that. So before I read any leadership books, I kind of figured that my folks were much better at uh, what they did than I would ever be. So so I uh, started uh, working with them to say, okay, what are some ways in which I can serve you? Uh, and so I spent 18 years uh, or so, about 19 years with Procter and Gamble in um, in Georgia. Uh, Bangkok, Thailand, uh, Dover, Delaware, and then uh, Germany for a few years. Uh, and then I, I came back uh, stateside, uh, worked for Sunny Delight Beverages Company for about eight and a half years, and then Campbell Soup for four years. Uh, and about three years ago, I left my 31-year career and started a consulting practice with my wife and two kids who are actively and full-time involved in our practice where we uh, guide leaders in creating extraordinary cultures that deliver breakthrough results. Um, in 2015, I published my book, *The Transformative Leader*, and we have shipped it to uh, about 30 countries. And and it's it's just an instrument that sort of uh, engages us in a lot of really really great conversations.
0: I love that you held up the copy of your book. So thank you yeah. for doing that. Sure, and I, no
1: problem.
0: You know, I've taken I'm taking a few notes here, right? With um, as I hope the rest of you watching or listening uh you know, tend to do. What's really exciting. About everything that you said is the fact that you've gotten to a point where you've involved your whole family in what you're doing now. So, you know, there's a passion I have for for doing that. My kids are still, uh, you know, a little bit younger. We're not quite there, but yep. uh, I could see a future where <clears throat> whatever it is they're interested in, we we help them to do that. And the parallel here is that's leadership. Parenting is leadership. You know, so I think what you're doing is is even without knowing what all of your transformative leadership principles are from your book, because you haven't told us yet. <laughs> still I know that you're living it by what you're doing today with your family.
1: Now, this is a really great point you bring up, uh, Pete. And I think it really applies uh, to corporate settings as well. I always tell people uh, that essentially when my kids were growing up, I had a parent-child relationship with them. During their teen years, you know, they wanted more Uh, authority but weren't willing to take the responsibility. I wanted to give them responsibility but didn't want to give them the authority. But now that we're all adults, we have an adult business deal. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, And so this is so applicable in organizations because sometimes leaders sort of treat everybody else as if they're children and it's like, okay, I, you know, I'll protect you from bad news and I'll give you a little bit of information and it's just something that, uh, you know, I've personally learned from in my own experience uh, in my personal and professional life and I work with organizations to help them create that kind of culture. Mm-hmm.
0: I have this image as you were describing, you know, this, this teeter-totter, if you will. Yes. Of- of you know authority, responsibility. Which one do I want? And right, <laughs> you know, what am I willing to give you back and forth? And yeah. um, you know, you could have substitute. You, you were talking about your relationship with your family and your kids, but you could have substituted out and said, "My team, my employees, absolutely." You know, the new hire, the you know, whatever, and it's it's that same you know teeter totter dynamic. Say hey, a patient. little bit more about uh, authority versus responsibility? What's similar or different between the two of them?
1: Well, what I've really discovered is that in many organizations, the leaders are somewhat frustrated because people are not taking initiative and responsibility. People are frustrated because they feel that they're Uh, bosses are kind of holding on to the authority. And so to me, if there's a balance between authority and responsibility, then we ought to really take it to that next level where we say, look, I'm willing to generously give you authority and you are willing to uh, responsibly sort of accept that accountability. And when that happens... Uh, instead of leaders holding back on giving the authority and people take holding back on taking responsibility, then we really create a balance at a much higher level. And everyone is engaged and involved and really being responsible for delivering extraordinary results.
0: Well, and what what you're describing here is so important. And what I'm realizing, and so I'm going to just, you know, openly talk to all of the folks who are watching or listening, what I just got, I hope you got the same thing, which is, I'm ready to challenge myself to see, am I playing that way? Because of course I have a team here and you know, am I holding on to the authority without giving responsibility? So that's a, what you just challenged me on Amir is this, it's a self check, right? It's like, uh Oh, am I, you know, am I blowing it?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and, you know, this is what I discovered. I was the plant manager of a plant that was the worst plant in the company. And we eventually turned it around within a year and a half and we became the best but the, uh, the actual moment when things started to change was the moment when I discovered that I was the culprit uh, and all the problems that we had was either created by me or I was contributing to them or I was tolerating them. So it really is a, uh, it has to start with you. And then you begin to create what I call in my book a high commitment culture. Uh, And, you know, I describe, uh, I basically uh, create uh, or uh, talk about 34 distinctions between a traditional culture and a high commitment culture that leaders can intentionally go out and influence. And when you do that, it's a beautiful thing. The results will come and morale goes up and everything works.
0: Well, and that's really good news for us. If there are 34 different things that we can control, it's not like, oh, I can only control one thing and it's not working, yeah. and, you know, woe is me, right? Yeah. Um, that's yeah. not the story at all that I'm hearing from you. I'm hearing you describe, hey, there's 34 different elements that you can control. And if you start doing, and imagine what, you, what you'll describe and tell us is that there's a lot of little things you do on a daily basis, well, yeah. It's not a big giant you know effort that it's not like you have to go and invest capital. Here we are talking at Fabtech, which you know of course on the on the expo floor at, at McCormick Place. these are big honking pieces of equipment, robotics and welding and you know lasers and um you know the the displays in these booths as you walk around is just you know it's incredible i I've you know run into metal aliens and i've run (laughs) the displays are just really really cool right these are you know tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah the capital investment and what you're talking about is going to have impact that's so critical because the leadership and what you create with your culture is so critical that what you end up with is impact but it's yeah. not requiring the money the, w- the same way it's a different-
1: exactly that, that's the beautiful thing about it. And some of the most successful turnarounds that I've been involved in, we literally did not have to change anything about the equipment or the process. It was all about changing the culture. And and one of those areas that we're going to hone in on uh, during the fact presentation that you and I are a part of is uh, my topic is how to have the conversation, uh, that that matters, the conversations that matter in the workplace. Because oftentimes, we sort of avoid conversations that we know we need to have. And those are the ones that hold the key to creating that culture, creating that feeling of Uh, You know, somebody's got my back or I'm accountable, things like that. And and so I'm really excited to have this conversation with our audience uh, because in in my book, again, I've outlined five steps. You know, I'm not a big uh, prescription guy, like go do this, 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 this. But I've got five steps that create a guideline for having the conversation you've been avoiding. Mm -hmm. You see, and most of us have those conversations, kind of like that rock in your shoe that you kind of push to the side because you keep running, and it just comes back with a vengeance. It's like, look, sometimes you got to stop and have the conversation. And oftentimes, people just don't know how to do that because they envision that conversation not going very well the way Mm -hmm. they've experienced it in the past. So I outline these steps, and, and people all over the world are reporting to me that, These steps really, really work. So we're going to dig into those and a few other things, of course, during that session.
0: Very good. And using your metaphor, that's like people don't know that they can actually unlace their shoe, take their foot out, turn the shoe upside down, (laughs) shake out the rock and then just remove it all together.
1: Yeah. And be feel so relieved and fulfilled and all of that after that.
0: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic, you know, and what i what I really love about this conversation is you know you're, you're you're describing the importance of the cultural undertone that's created here, and you know I've had a similar journey you know in our our business, we generally talk about you know consulting and helping clients with strategy and engagement, and then leadership and culture and leadership and culture is always the thing that you know the the client conversation ends up being well let's talk strategy or execution like let's how do How do we improve our operational performance or our delivery for our for our customers and clients? And we're like, we're happy to go there or or help us with you know we're not executing our strategy very well. Help us with that, and and we're happy to start there if that's what's important to them. What we will eventually bump into is leadership and culture issues, and inevitably because those are the things you can have everything right on the strategy and you can have your plans absolutely technically buttoned up to the T and still have the results fall apart or not even arrive in the first place because you don't have leadership and culture in place. So, so, so true. Very you, true. You're, you're nailing this for us in this conversation.
1: Thank you, Thank you so much. Pete. Appreciate yeah, it. I really
0: like this. And so reminding everybody, FabTech expo fab F a B T E C H E X P com, and look up the learning uh, and development platform for 2019. Uh, we're on the agenda. This is the leadership uh, and development workshop in the afternoon on Tuesday. And uh, Amir and I are just two of the people who will be there. There are, there are a total of five of us, and it is going to be impactful. You get what the conversation sounds like today. We're all, we're all presenting. You'll all hear a piece Of the pie and you'll get to eat a big pie as a result of being part of this conversation so if you can make it do it I hope you can and if you can't I hope the content here uh, with Amir uh, today is very fruitful for you I encourage you to look up his book I know I'm about to and uh, go on Amazon or wherever and grab it because there's certainly there's 34 things that I could be doing differently that impact my business then I'm interested in that right there. It's like, Amir, you had me at hello, right?
1: (laughs) Thank you so much, Pete.
0: (laughs) All right, thanks everyone for joining today and we will catch you again soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Business Results Radio. Remember to share this episode on social media or directly with people you think would benefit from it. And if you are willing, Subscribe to this podcast and give us a five-star rating. Go ahead and do that now while you're thinking of it. I also want to invite you to visit businessresultsradio.com. And if you want to learn more about the Win Enterprises team or about the business consulting and mentoring services we provide, visit completebusinesstransformation.com. Thanks a bunch, and we will catch you again soon.